Reading now from 1 Corinthians in the first chapter. Now I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you may be in agreement and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and for the same purpose. For it has been reported to me by Chloe's people that there are some quarrels among you, my brothers and sisters. What I mean is that each of you says, I belong to Paul, or I belong to Apollos, or I belong to Cephas, or I belong to Christ. Has Christ been divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you except Crispus and Gaius, so that no one can say that you were baptized in my name. I did baptize also the household of Stephanas. Beyond that, I do not know whether I baptized anyone else. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to proclaim the gospel, and not with eloquent wisdom, so that the cross of Christ might not be emptied of its power. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. James Howell, a United Methodist pastor in Charlotte, said that an early memory from his life was the day when his grandparents reached up to the wall and took the framed picture of President Dwight D. Eisenhower off the wall and replaced it with the framed picture of President John F. Kennedy. They had not suddenly changed allegiances from the Republican Party to the Democratic Party. They had not gone from the grandfatherly to the hip. It was Inauguration Day. They had prayed daily for President Eisenhower, and they would begin that day praying daily for President Kennedy. If that seems like a quaint story from an era in a fairy tale part of our history, then we're not remembering the 50s and 60s correctly. There were real problems and real divisions then, too. The Supreme Court had recently ruled on the Brown versus Board of Education dilemma. Jim Crow laws were under increased scrutiny. Segregation felt wrong to an increasing number of people, and the threat of change felt wrong to many others. The Korean War was mostly behind us, but Vietnam was just beginning. These were not the happy days, despite what the black and white, mostly white, television shows depicted. No era has been purely happy, and no society without division. And our era and our society are certainly not exceptions. Someone likened not wanting President Trump to succeed is like not wanting the pilot to succeed. I think that's a fair analogy. I want President Trump to lead our country well. And just as I want my pilot to have good training, honest critique, and a careful scrutiny of his performance, so I want that of our president. 
It is possible, indeed necessary, to support, challenge, and hold accountable a leader all at the same time. I've never had a photo of a sitting president hung in my home, and I'm not likely to start that now. But I will continue to pray for our president. And I'll pray for all of our leaders. And I invite you to do the same. And I hope you'll join me in praying for and working toward unity in our nation, which I believe begins with unity in our community, which I believe begins with unity in our church. We must learn the causes of division and of unity in the church so that we can begin to witness those in the world. St. Paul wrote to the Christians in Ephesus, There is one body and one spirit, just as you are called to the one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all. One, 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 one. To the Corinthians, a community Paul knew to be struggling with division, he appealed, he pleaded, he beseeched to be in agreement, to not be divided. One. This wasn't about everyone having the same opinions, but recognizing that they all had the same Lord. Paul had heard that people were going around saying, I belong to Paul, or I belong to Apollos, or I belong to Cephas. If there had been print shops available, the political signs would have read, Paul, a true believer... Apollos, eloquent in evangelism. Cephas, the rock chosen by Christ. Each Corinthian would have had his man who could shape the church at Corinth in the way that it should go. There was a fourth division among the Corinthians. Paul noted that some said, I belong to Christ. We should hope that everyone in the Corinthian church would say that, and probably they all did. I belong to Christ, and I believe that Apollo's teachings are the best way of getting at what Christ would want. It's perhaps a better characterization of those who were labeled the I belong to Apollo's sect. But what of those who were labeled, I belong to Christ? Were they above the fray? Immune to the divisions that were taking hold? I doubt it. Paul would have likely commended them for that. That Paul included in the list of I belong to's, those who said, I belong to Christ, indicates that what they were really saying is, I truly belong to Christ. And those who don't believe like me 
and those who don't act like me obviously do not. A bit, shall we say, divisive. When I was in high school, as part of a youth movement that had grown out of an adult movement, it was based around weekend spiritual retreats. Towards the end of my two years of being involved in them, I noticed that a warning began to be issued at the end of these retreats. Don't, the participants were instructed. Think that what you've been through this weekend is the only way to begin and deepen your faith. Don't go back and tell others that they don't really know Jesus until they've been part of one of these weekends. And do you know why those instructions were given? Because people had been going back to their homes and saying, I've been through something that you need to go through because I now know Jesus and I'm not sure you do. Which didn't go over very well in their Sunday school classrooms. As they sat next to people who they've been singing praises to Jesus for 20 years in the choir, these weren't words well received. When they got to their homes and told their spouses, I've found it and you need it, it wasn't a happy conversation. The I belong to Christ sect still exists. And it continues to cause division. Paul wants nothing more than for us to proclaim, I belong to Christ And for that to mean, I am among many who find my hope, my strength, my peace, my direction, my salvation in Jesus the Christ. For all that threaten to divide the Corinthians, for all that threatens to divide us, Paul saw the cross as a sign of what unites us. How can the cross unite us? Twenty years ago, the president of Walford College sent me on a journey around the world for eight months. I went to 12 different countries, and nearly every day of those eight months, I met a person that I would only know for that day. But nearly every place I went, regardless of the language barrier, I was able to see a cross that made us one beyond what we could speak and beyond where we live. How can the cross unite us? What we learn in the cross is that there is nothing that God would not do to show us His love. Throughout His life, Jesus served those He was among, and in His death, He served us for all time, setting before us the example of giving our lives for others. How can the cross unite us? Whatever else you think you know about God, 
or you think your leader knows about God. The one to whom Jesus, the one who we belong to, Jesus, was clear that it is our humility before God and our humility before others that matters. It is our graciousness to one another, our kindness and our respect for one another that matters. It is our defense of the defenseless and our giving voice to the voiceless that matters. It is in our recognizing that we need the cross that we begin to see in others' need for the cross not a sign of their weakness, not a vulnerability to exploit, but something we have in common. I need it. And you need it. And in our common need, we are connected. And when we recognize that we, not just they, need Him, we're far more likely to see in our common struggle the presence of our common Lord. There's one body and one Spirit, just as you are called to the one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all, and who is represented by the cross upon which we all depend. May the God who is three in one make of many one, one body in service to our Lord.